Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, well, it's winter here, finally, in Chicago. Uh, after the last week of uh, our second summer, apparently, it was 75 degrees, at least 75 degrees for yeah. like, the last week straight. <laughs> um and then we had a storm blow through last night. Huge rain, huge wind, and now it's back to like 45 degrees. So we got a little glimpse of climate change, apparently. And now it's back to like real fall, winter weather. So, uh, yeah, it's cold right shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're at 72, but apparently by Saturday it's going to get down to 32. So that's, that's, that's normal. That's normal weather behavior <laughs> in a three day span. Uh, to go from 72 to 32. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, you know, obviously we should start with the the most important news of the week, I guess. <laughs> because last time we were on air, uh, you know, we had obviously uh, assumed Joe Biden was going to win the presidency based on the way the votes were shaking out. And it was all but a certainty. So now uh, in the time since we last recorded, he has been officially declared the winner by all the major news outlets because uh, enough states have been called for him to garner the 270 electoral votes that he needs to win the presidency. Um, so, you know, we talked a lot about the implications of that last week. We don't have to go too much into that, but we're certainly going to talk about Biden's uh, transition team and potential cabinet and things of that nature, you know, going forward in terms of him actually governing. Uh, we're also going to talk about Trump's uh, hilarious attempts to to uh pull off a coup uh but we've seen you know <laughs> the effectiveness of, of coups under the trump administration so far is not you know the track record is not uh great but then again that's also probably because trump's heart wasn't in a lot of those coups so i don't know uh what what that means for for this situation going forward but it, it's going to be interesting uh yeah so let's just get right into uh the the stuff about biden's cabinet and biden's transition team because um you know uh, everyone uh, like on the left ostensibly in washington you know bernie's and the aocs and all people like that have been trying to convince us and you know probably convince themselves that uh biden is gonna secretly you know have to have to cater to the will at least of, of the democratic base if not if anything if nothing else uh and meet the moment and come forward with bold progressive legislation and he's oh. going to be the you know most did progressive you, did you just legis- say meet the moment <laughs> yes well that's uh, that's certainly what the what they're implying is going to happen that which, is you know, their we've... favorite fucking Be- pete Buttigieg catchphrase <laughs> 
that needs to be banished later, yeah. from the English language. I anytime someone says that phrase, meet the moment, I stop listening. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, and Bernie's basically like, oh, well, he's going to be the most progressive, you know, president since FDR. All this shit that we, of course, knew was not true. Um, and it's just, you know, no. completely not who Joe Biden is. It's Bernie's never been who he is. It's, it's full just complete bullshit. Yeah. None of this, none of the things that Bernie's saying are going to happen are going to happen. So, it's just, so wish, just his wishful thinking. Yeah. So just to just to give people uh, a little sense of uh, the, the the types of people we're going to see in a Biden administration, his transition team includes executives from Lyft, Airbnb, Amazon, Capital One, Booz Allen, Uber, Visa, and J.P. Morgan. Just on his transition team, it's not even not even his cabinet yet. So he can't even fucking That's pretend. Right. We're getting the band um, back together. <laughs> getting the band back. When, I don't even know this. Kamala Harris's sister, who, of course, is going to be involved with this administration, is the, um, I think she's the head of PR. or It's some position of that nature for Uber. And she was one of the people that spearheaded the Prop 22 uh, ballot it's measure out in California. It was her brother, not her sister. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Her sister's the shit poster on Twitter. Yeah, no, her brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone in her family's terrible except for her father, who's a Marxist professor. I don't I don't know what the fuck he did wrong to those kids. I really he don't. he let them know he was cool and they rebelled by turning into fucking Reaganites. Cops cops and Reaganites. Um so yeah, he's gonna be, I'm sure, heavily evolved. And by the way, it's just hilarious that that that, you know, amendment was passed so successfully because of all the lobbying of the shittiest Democrats imaginable. And it really is just, you know, basically condemning um, every, any kind of uh, delivery driver, delivery, you know, any kind of delivery app worker to a life of fucking indentured servitude where they're not um, employees. They're they're independent contractors. So, so Lyft and Uber and DoorDash, all these companies can just fuck them, not give them benefits, not pay the minimum wage uh, and continue to just rake in profits. And it's just. It's fucking and why atrocious. Why was that even a public vote? Why should I, the public get to knows? vote for the labor rights of people driving a car? You know, basically a taxi driver. That should be like no. The the secretary of labor makes that decision, right? Which yeah should be Bernie, right? Yeah. And that should just you know that you should never. It's one of these things that I, I cannot fucking stand is when. You know, decisions about people's rights are put to a public vote, because if it's a question, then the public is always going to be like, oh, I don't want them to have, you know, more money because that'll cost me more. Right. I'll and that's the ad campaigns that these companies run. Yeah, exactly. Oh, pla- banning plastic bags. Oh, I'm going to have to go out and buy some canvas shopping bags and they'll get dirty <laughs> and I'll have to wash them. I don't want to vote for that. You know, it's like what the what the fuck? Like, yeah, fuck, get rid of that shit. Well, and that's and, and you know, you mentioned the labor secretary, and that's a, been a you know kind of a story that's been brewing is that Bernie has been privately lobbying you know Biden and and trying to garner labor support to be named labor secretary. And we've I, I I'm not sure if we talked on air or off air about this, but I you know that's a position he actually could do a lot of good in you know with Biden as president or not because he there's a lot of things he could right. do. Which is you know, why they'll never give it to him. They'll never yeah. give it to him. For this alone, for the Uber thing alone, because, you know, Kamala Harris is not going to let Biden 
you know, it's, this is her administration. Let's not fucking kid ourselves. This is not Joe Biden is a fucking, you know, barely sentient corpse at this point. Kamala Harris is not going to let somebody come in there and completely undo all the hard work her shitty fucking brother has done, you know, in, in, in rich, further enriching some of the most predatory corporations in the world and predatory companies in the world. Um, so for that reason alone, he's not going to be named labor secretary, which is a fucking absolute shame. And it, again, proves his fucking naivety and naivete and stupidity because the very least he should have fucking garnered as uh, a commitment from Biden for dropping out early and endorsing him and then fucking going around the country during a pandemic and, and publicly speaking on his behalf and having to deal with fucking MAGA protesters, you know, without masks on, uh, is a, a commitment to name him labor secretary. But ne- but he didn't extract any of that because he thinks, oh, well, you know, Joe is my friend. I've done so many good things for him. He'll, he'll be nice. Like, he'll, he'll do the right thing. No, of course he's not going to fucking do the right thing because that's not who Joe Biden is. He's a piece of shit. He's been a piece of shit his whole fucking career in politics. He's, he's said it publicly. He's laid out how much of a corporate whore he is for fucking campaign donations, you know, back when he used to be lucid in the 70s. Um it's just again bernie how can you be this stupid like i don't understand how you thought that this would that that he would do the right thing like for the first time in his fucking 70 you know nine years of life or however many years it's been it's just it's so frustrating i don't know right Um, we talked about bernie's faults and yeah you know people people have also said about us on our show that oh we we put too much stock in bernie you know, that I don't. Yeah, uh, I think that's absurd considering how we talk about him. You know, yeah, and his I, don't, I don't know where they got that from, but <clears throat> uh, you know, Bernie. Bernie was, uh, you know, he kind of came into popular view about five years ago. I knew about him much longer than that, but I, I never thought that uh, he was some kind of savior. You know, yeah. like he got a lot of people to pay attention to the things that we've been talking about well before he was, you know, a pariah. Uh, You know, he kind of picked up on a lot of the things that Occupy Wall Street was saying, but, you know, uh, Occupy Wall Street was saying a lot of things that he was saying back in the 80s, right? And, you know, he did what he did and caved when he caved, right? Like Like we already saw him do that. And we knew he would probably do that again <laughs> once he was fucked over uh, yeah. a second time, right? So yep. we didn't put a lot of stock in that. I mean, it was great to see him run again. It was great to see AOC and uh, Ilhan and Rashida uh, endorse him. That fourth member of the squad obviously didn't, whose name we won't mention. But... You know, we knew that it was only going to take him so far. And once again, on condition of him being able to run in the first place, he was going to have to endorse the eventual nominee, as bad as it was. Uh, and, and it ended up being the worst possible one, aside from Bloomberg. But somehow, they got him up over the finish line. And as we predicted, we were either going to be blamed for his loss or ignored for his victory. And that's yep. exactly what's happened because we're yeah. gonna get fucking nothing. Yeah, no, less than nothing. And you know, to that point, I, I want to talk about some highlights of Joe Biden's COVID plan because everyone 
um, is talking about, oh, well, you know, at the very least, you know, with Biden in office, we'll get COVID under control, um, which is laughable when you look at some of the states with Democratic governors who just, you know, constantly capitulate the Capitol and, you know, uh, completely ignore science on things like, you know, it like uh, sp- in terms of community spread. Where, like, Lori Lightfoot's like, oh, well, you know, obviously the restaurants and bars have to stay open, but they have to close before this certain hour as if COVID somehow is, like, a nocturnal fucking thing where it only comes out after 10 o'clock, None of her you know? shit has ever made sense. I, it's I it's all, yeah. And then she uh, fucking scolds people for wanting to, like, jog and ride a bicycle, saying, well, if you don't, if it doesn't get under control, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut down all the you know, pedestrian facilities throughout the city. And it's like, what? Like, we're not the ones that are indoors in fucking bars. Like, everyone who's jogging and cycling is wearing a fucking mask in Chicago, you fucking moron. Like, you want to shame us for being active outdoors, social distancing, and exercising, and wearing a mask. But people in bars without masks are fucking fine? What the fuck is wrong with you? We don't have a lobby, so, (laughs) you know, that's... yeah. That's exactly. all. That's really all it is. Um, yeah, and Cuomo did the same thing, and you know, all the it's just fucking so asinine. So the idea that Joe Biden's going to get under control is laughable. And we just had two hundred thousand cases in the last twenty four hours, completely obliterating our previous record. You know, in in states all over the country, in my state, in Connecticut, we've well exceeded our April peak. That the peak like number we were hitting in April, we've blown past that. So it's fucking completely raging out of control in almost every state. Except for I think Maine somehow because they're just so isolated. Right. Um, but they're but, basically you know, Nova Scotia at this point. Yeah, no, like basically. Maine is basically Maine's Halifax. a beautiful state, by the way. It's um, <laughs> it, it, you know, I, they have weird voting habits, but it is a beautiful state. I do. I, I'm I, one of the things that I'm so annoyed with about this pandemic is I don't get to travel because we love to kind of take road trips to all the the great spots in New England, like Maine, like fucking you know. Cape Cod, Salem. There's so many really cool places up in this area, but uh, yeah, Maine's cool. But anyway, um, so I just want to go over Joe Biden's uh, pandemic plan because this this is what's going to bring us out of the pandemic. <laughs> the Biden Harris administration will always listen to science. Uh, asterisk, unless it's uh, the people talking about fracking. Uh, <laughs> that's de- devastating to the climate. <laughs> Uh, ensure public health decisions are informed by public health professionals. We've also proven that's not true. Promote trust, transparency, common purpose, and accountability in our government. And, and these are the bullet points. Their seven-point plan to beat COVID. Ensure all Americans have access to regular, reliable, and free testing. Okay, that's good. That's, you know, that's largely happening in a lot of states where governors, you know, actually, you know, tr- are trying in some aspects to, to give a shit. Right, but Fix, hang on yeah. just, a, just yeah, yeah. a second on that one. Uh, th- that's that's great, but that doesn't do anything. No, right? no, it's just data. That, that, that was the Trump yeah. strategy of, oh, if we test everyone, they somehow can't get the virus. That testing doesn't stop you from getting the virus. Yeah. <laughs> it no. just lets you know once you already fucking have it, and it probably already spread it to 100 other people is yeah. what it means. Right. So that that's not preventing anything. And it's not I mean, you know, the real thing they should do is just have every, and give everyone enough money and supplies to lock down for a couple of weeks, send everyone these rapid te- or, you know, some kind of a test situation where you can mail it back to them. And that that's the only way. And that's a lot of countries have done that, especially in Asia and gotten a much better handle on the situation than we have. But also in you know, Africa, 
also in Africa, seriously yeah. because they don't you know necessarily have all the infrastructure to deal with it so people were like we better fucking do preventative yeah, exactly. shit and that's exactly how they prevented it from becoming a, a massive outbreak and everyone's like oh how did how did africa do this it's like because they fucking took it seriously because they care about themselves they care about each other uh, yeah. in in ways that the western world does not uh the uk the united states <laughs> completely yeah. out of control yeah yeah I'll, I'll, yeah pretty much um fix ppe problems for good uh and some of the bullet points about doing that is um Fully use the Defense Production Act to ramp up production of masks, shields, PPE, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Build a le- immediately toward a future flexible American-sourced and manufactured capability to ensure we are not dependent on other countries in crisis. He, th- well, you know, I'm gonna at the end after we go through all this, I'm gonna talk about all the things he doesn't talk about in this plan. But that's that that reminded me of one of them. Uh, here, the third one: provide clear, consistent, evidence-based guidance for how communities should navigate the pandemic. And resources for schools, small businesses, and families to make it through. Uh, social distancing is not a light switch. It is a dial. President-elect Biden will direct the CDC to provide uh, specific evidence-based guidance for how to turn the dial up or down relative, relative to the level of risk and degree of spread in viral community. Uh, establish a renewable fund for state and local governments to help prevent budget shortfalls, which may cause states to face steep cuts. Uh Call on Congress to pass an emergency package to ensure schools have the additional resources they need to adapt effectively. Provide a, re- a restart package that helps small businesses cover the cost of operating safely, including things like plexiglass and PP. So not not you know giving them enough money for payroll so they don't have to fucking stay open, but just so they can effectively reopen and force their people to risk their lives. Um, plan for the effect, and this is the n- next bullet. Plan for the effective equitable distribution of treatments and vaccines because development isn't enough if they aren't uh effectively distributed invest invest 25 billion in a vaccine manufacturer and and distribution uh that will guarantee gets to every american cost free uh ensure the that politics plays no role in determining the safety and efficacy of the vaccine uh sure every yeah how does uh, he do that how does he fucking do that no clue it's just a fucking worthless platitude. Yeah. All, this whole thing is worthless platitudes. Ensure everyone, not just the wealthy and well-connected in America, receives the protection and care they deserve, and that consumers are not price-gouged on new drugs and therapeutics as they come to the market. Oh, not price-gouged, you know so you could, could do still that. charge them. You know how you could do that, Joe Biden, is uh, back Medicare for all. Then there wouldn't be any possible way to be price-gouged, because price-gouging would be eradicated. It yeah, weird. He doesn't anymore. mention that. Yeah, uh, and he also doesn't mention the big one. He doesn't mention anywhere. I read this whole fucking thing as soon as they posted. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost done. I wanna, uh, uh, let me finish this, and we'll, we'll sure. mention because there's there's like four or five things that are insane that he didn't mention in here. Uh, protect older Americans and others at high risk. Uh, establish a COVID racial and ethnic disparities task for a task force. That's the fucking Democratic answer to everything. Create the nationwide pandemic dashboard that allows that Americans can check in in real time to help them gauge whether local transmission. Dashboard. What the fuck does that even mean? It's like a website where you can be like, "Oh, it's really bad in this area, so let's not go there." Uh, Rebuild and expand defenses to predict, prevent, and mitigate pandemic threats, including those coming from China. So make sure we throw that racism in there. 
Um, immediately restore the White House National Security Council Directorate for Global Health Security and Biodefense. So again, once again, implying that this is a bio attack from China. So like it just immediately restore a relationship with the WHO, which while not perfect, is essential to coordinating a global response during a pandemic. What does that mean, too? Like what was... What's wrong with the World Health Organization? Yeah, no, exactly. It's more fucking because because they're a global organization that doesn't simp- that doesn't only serve American interests, which you know can't have that. Uh, not like the fucking OAS uh, relaunch and, th- and this is all fucking military shit. Relaunch and strengthen uh, U.S. Agency for International Development's pathogen tracking program program called Predict, which doesn't sound dystopian at all. Um. And that's the acronym, by the way, all capitals predict. Uh, expand the number of CDC's deployed disease detectives. So we have eyes and ears on the ground, including rebuilding the office in Beijing. So yeah, let's make sure we send more more, more <laughs> disease cops into the field. That, that'll be the thing to... Uh, uh, okay, and so this is the last bullet point. And again, just infuriating in how this contradicts itself in one bullet point. Implement mask mandates nationwide by working with governors and mayors... And by asking the American people to do what they do best, step up in a time of crisis. So he's going to implement a national mandate by asking the governors and mayors to implement mask mandates, which is already our fucking strategy, which is not not happening anywhere. going to fucking happen. You can't implement a mandate by asking nicely, especially when half the fucking governors are crazy, insane. Chuds, yeah. People, yeah. Like even the governor of... This is this is why they uh, pretend that they don't want Bernie or Liz Warren for a cabinet position is because the governors of their states are Republicans who would then appoint some right wing shitbag Republican to the Senate, mm-hmm. right? And Democrats still pretend, at least pretend, they want a majority in the Senate, which in reality they don't, because if they did, they would uh, have it by running people who would actually win elections by. They wouldn't have ran Joe Biden, yeah, policies. at the top exactly. of the ticket. So, yeah, um, what's what's the biggest glaring missing thing in that healthcare plan, um, aside from Medicare for all, is any call for stimulus checks or rent relief for U.S. citizens? Yep. Nothing. We get fucking nothing. As per usual. As per fucking usual. Again, this is the biggest layup in the world. I, you know. Joe Biden almost blew this election and probably should have blown this election for how badly he campaigned. All he had to say, like we, we've laid out so many things. He could have said one policy, concrete policy that would have turned millions of more voters out, millions of non-voters out. You know, I support legalization of marijuana nationwide and I'm going to make that a priority as president. That would have turned millions of people out. I support, you know, ongoing stimulus payments until we get ourselves out of this pandemic a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars a month you know for the next six months or whatever you know and to be renewed you know upon reassessment of the pandemic and where we're at at that time just really basic shit that the government obviously could afford we spend so much more money on fucking bullshit and building jets that we never used as a fucking jobs program what better way to actually fucking keep the country afloat at a time where people are being evicted and fucking, you know, just thrown out of their houses and, you know, fired from their jobs and laid off by the millions than actually saying, like, this is the bare minimum we could do 
is give you back your fucking money that you've put into the government to get you through this hard time. Like, that's what the government's there for. And that's what the Democrats allegedly are supposed to stand for as a party. And now, of course, we know they never have or they haven't in a long fucking time. But um, it's insane to me. It's fucking insane to me that he couldn't have said that on a campaign trail. He would have fucking landslided this election and then they would have had majorities in the House and Senate. But again, like we said, they don't actually want those because then that means they would actually be held to their promises and they would actually be required to do these things which they don't want to do because it pisses off their donors it pisses Look, off their fucking joe biden is very very busy uh trying to restore the patriot act uh right now <laughs> so yeah that's something we haven't really talked about but uh, i don't know if people know this but trump killed the patriot act did you read about this i didn't read about this now the patriot act expired back in june because the version that was going to be renewed, Trump didn't like it and said, I want you to fix it. I want you to change some things about it. And the Senate never got around to it. They were just like, huh. eh, we're putting it back on the shelf. Wow. So the Patriot Act officially expired back in June of this year because of Donald Trump. Right. So right now there is no more Patriot Act. It's done. It's over. And I guarantee... Once he's inaugurated, Joe Biden will insist that the Senate get his shit together and do a new version of the Patriot the Act, Act yeah. probably the old version of the Patriot Act, and he'll sign it into, back into law, and we'll go right back to you know the NSA being able to keyword search your text messages to whoever you're fucking at, at whatever moment in time. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, I guarantee that's going to oh, fucking happen. Oh, 100%, yeah. I actually am curious if they've even, like, temporarily... I, I feel like they there's just no accountability, so they probably haven't even temporarily stopped collecting that data. Oh, but it's, yeah. of course, in violation of the law, but they don't give a fuck because they've, no. you know, flagrantly done well, that What for was the decades. NSA director uh, who went to Congress and lied on Clapper. Clapper. James Clapper, yeah. Yeah, James Clapper. Great guy who, you know, he's... <laughs> All all these fucking NSA CIA people like they get done with their job of robbing Americans of their privacy, robbing Americans of their civil rights, right, of their constitutional rights, and then they go get and get jobs at, at CNN and MSNBC to talk about how much they loved America and how they're protecting, you know, they're the vanguard of of you know guarding our our values and our liberty and it's like no dude you're the reason that i have to like change the spelling of words on twitter <laughs> right yeah and and yeah and it's just an absolute travesty that people like james clapper and fucking john brennan who are criminals and should be in jail for violating you know violating the constitution breaking laws just wantonly and fucking lying in front of congress they get, you know, multi-million dollar paid speed, paid gigs at cable news and Edward Snowden's got to fucking, you know, hide in Russia because that's where he got stuck when John Kerry and Joe Biden canceled his fucking passport mid, you know, transition to um, I think he was going to Colombia or Bolivia or Cuba. I think he multiple, you know, uh, actual good countries with good leaders offered him safe passage but uh it, they literally he had to kind of go through multiple countries to get there to avoid the fucking uh u.s government who was trying to capture him and they canceled his passport while he's in russia so now he's stuck there for you know the rest of his life unless trump pardons him 
which he might do just to piss off Joe Biden. And I would welcome that. So we'll, I guess we'll see what oh, happens yeah. there. Yeah. And we would, uh, you know, I mean, he still would never be able to come back to the U.S. They would just never allow it. But uh, I was actually, it's funny, I was watching the, um, uh, I, I didn't even know this came out, but they made like a biopic about Edward Snowden. Yeah, Oliver Stone made it. Oh, was that him? He yeah, yeah. No, nice. That was his last kind of feature, I, I think, guess that he's come out with. He's back to making good movies instead of uh, whatever that fucking 9-11 shit with Nicolas Cage was. <laughs> oh, God. That was everyone, everyone was like, oh, we're going to make a movie about what really happened on the 9-11? He's like, nope, I'm going to make a movie about <laughs> all the people fucking saluting the flag on 9-11. I was like, Oliver Stone, what, Put a big mustache on Nicolas Cage. <laughs> like, what, what bet did you lose, Oliver Stone? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it stars uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's in everything now, every revisionist history movie now, um, and he looks nothing like Edward Snowden, but in the movie he sounds exactly. Uh, the voice is perfect. The voice is like you're like, what? Who's doing that? You can't be that unlike him in in visual and sound exactly like him in audio. Uh, it's like a very yeah. studious Muppet, like just a really like soft, like like right. gentle, but like oh, well, well, I never want to well, hang well, out with that guy because I know he was like <laughs> observing every tiny facet of my behavior in ways that I didn't, you know, <laughs> wasn't going to be comfortable with. But uh, one of the things the film does um, is really show exactly what the NSA was doing and, and how the data, even if. Uh, unused by the government could be exploited by anyone that just wanted to stalk you right like yep. keyword searching your text messages right and and i feel like the documentary uh, oscar winning documentary citizen four uh about edward snowden and about uh, glenn greenwald meeting him in hong kong and going through all this information didn't really explain exactly how the information could be used to harm you right yep. and 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 basically rip your life apart right and this film does that the the joseph gordon levitt stone doc uh biopic um really shows you how the information can be used to to harm you yeah no for sure and, and you know I, I i really enjoy both films i think the thing with citizen four is it was very much fly on the wall because it's literally the first time greenwald and laura poitras uh met edward snowden they didn't even know if he was like legit you know but he he had them go through all these steps to to meet with him, you know, privately and secretly in this, this hotel room in China. So I think there's still, there was a lot to unpack before you even got into the implications of what these programs actually could do. So I think with Stone's movie, he had more time to kind of, you know, with movies, like, especially, you know, like scripted movies, even though it's about a real person, you want to kind of, you know, personalize it and, 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 you know, game it out to be like, well, this is how it could actually affect you. Personally, versus like this is all the info I have to dump, and Snowden himself is a pretty dry, you know, like rote guy who likes who's very like info, you know, oriented. So I think that's probably why. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably end up reviewing the two of those as a companion at some point on the podcast. But yeah, so Joe Biden, uh, you know, very instrumental in in trying to to bring Snowden back because the Obama administration prosecuted whistleblowers. More than any other administration previously in the you know two hundred plus year Not history, just of the any United one States. administration, all combined, other administrations right? combined, yeah, exactly, had never prosecuted as many whistleblowers as Barack Obama and Joe Biden did. Yeah, using the Espionage Act, which wasn't even really intended to be used that way. That's why it was so 
insane that they tried to use that that way because it would just basically stripped you of all rights whatsoever uh, as a as a whistleblower, which you know you're supposed to get. And, and of course, they also lied about it in public because they'd be like, "Oh well, you know, uh, if Edward Snowden uh, wants to." wants to be a whistleblower he can uh, come back to the united states and he's protected by uh by whistleblower laws uh you know by u.s government whistleblowing laws which he knew was not true because edward snowden was a private contractor he wasn't a government employee and he fucking knew that obama and he lied about it on tv multiple times uh right. but, and of know. course they want to have that same distinction between an actual employee and a private contractor apply to all the uber drivers and lyft drivers <laughs> exactly. too so you say, well, what's the problem with Kamala's brother uh, fighting against Prop 22 in California? It's this same shit. It's exactly the same shit. Well, they can deny you rights as a contractor. That's the whole, you know, and we, we talked about that before about like pro wrestlers, too. If you're classified as an independent contractor, yet your company has your exclusive contract rights and you can't go anywhere else and you can't do other things and they cut off all of the revenue streams, are you not a fucking employee in, in every sense of the legal term of course you are but you know our government is fucking run and paid for by these companies and these things are never going to change so it's just it's, a, it's fucking atrocious but um yeah so but so you know and the things that we didn't that are not in there of course are direct stimulus checks an actual federal mask mandate which he could do um probably by executive order i, I imagine I, I don't think that's something you know, that may be able to go to the Supreme Court, but I feel like that's not something that would even get that far. Like, I, I just think that that would be probably, you know, and in the meantime, it could be implemented. Um, but the other thing is, like, we learned about this, I think, a couple months ago that the post office uh, at the start of the pandemic had set aside funds to send five reusable high quality masks to every American and the Trump administration uh, had shut it down you know, for a variety of reasons. Why the fuck, if you're Joe Biden, would you not, A, talk about that story constantly, and B, pledge to do that as president? Because people still don't have access to fucking PPE. Like, I, you know, I think some of us take it for granted because we're like, oh, yeah, sure, of course, we buy, you know, masks, we buy the, the surgical, but, but, like, some people just can't even afford that or don't have access to it. Like, there's no reason the government should, shouldn't have just sent people PPE at the start of the pandemic. And that's Bernie's been talking about that all the time, too. We should have sent people N95 masks at the start of the pandemic. But, you know, Biden couldn't even meet that fucking bar. Um, you know, the, the, it's just it, this is just so feckless. And it's just so indicative of everything that we say about Joe Biden is that he's a fucking Republican. and He doesn't want to do anything for you because the, the only reason that. Joe Biden got a record number of votes was because of this pandemic. If it wasn't 100%. for the pandemic, Trump would have been reelected on a strong economy, right? And not starting any new wars. And people really turned out like crazy for Joe Biden because they, they were, you know, they want to go back out to fucking restaurants. They want to go back to concerts. And they thought Joe Biden was going to deliver that. And we predicted this, that Joe Biden's COVID plan which he hadn't given any he hadn't given any details nope. of prior. We knew that his plan was going to have fucking nothing in it that was going to change anything. Like not one word about uh, you know making sure a vaccine was going to be free to every American. Not one yep. word of it. Yeah, and of course it's all paid. For, by the way, all this fucking research, <laughs> including this Pfizer vaccine, which they just you know came out with word of. Uh, 
this week is paid for by taxpayer money. It's funded by taxpayer research money. Uh, there's no reason this shouldn't be completely free and vastly av- and you know immediately available to as many people as possible. Not you know based on income or based on anything, but just based on you know ability to produce it. And um, that's of course not going to happen. That's they're talking about you know setting the price for it right now, which is fucking insane to me that 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 we're allowing this to go on like and not just you know. <laughs> at the fucking headquarters of Pfizer with pitchforks being like, motherfuckers, you're not going to charge us for this. You are going to give this to everybody as quickly as possible, you know, and, and as, you know, equitably as possible. This is not like an option, but of course, Joe Biden's not going to do that. Um, and of course, you know, this, uh, again, these things, these announcements are not made because they actually are excited about their breakthrough research. These announcements are made to boost the stock market, to give it that temporary five point kick. Like this thing, it sounds promising. It says, you know, it's effective in 90% of the people, but it hasn't been peer reviewed by any scientists outside of Pfizer scientists yet. And we don't know the long-term effects it like, and again, I'm, you know, I'm very pro everyone getting a COVID vaccine when a good safe one is available, but I'm not going to get my hopes up about this fucking PR dump basically by Pfizer until we have, actual proof that this fucking thing works and that it's not going to, you know, turn us all into zombies, basically. Right, we haven't even seen any proof that even getting COVID makes you immune to it. No, which normally does with a virus. So yeah, people have actually, you know, they they, there's some evidence to suggest people have been reinfected who've who've tested positive. Bolsonaro's had it three times. (laughs) What? How many fucking times do you have to try to kill this motherfucker? Um, So, yeah, I mean, just just absolute disgrace that is Joe Biden's COVID plan. And and we I think we obviously both read the entire thing on his transition page. Um, And then people try to say, oh, well, there's economic stimulus mentioned. It is economic plan. It's like, well, that's not his COVID plan then. And it's, you know, and then it's not a direct payment to America. Like there's no. No. And then when you read it. It's actually uh, he wants an extension of unemployment benefits, which if you know anything about unemployment benefits, that's basically your employer granting you the right to get like six months of like half your wage. Yeah. Right. And they can means test that shit. They can just lie and say that you were fired instead of laid off. And I've had to go to I've had to go through court to get unemployment benefits, and I had to testify under oath against somebody who was blatantly lying about my uh, about being written up for things that I never was written up for. They wrote me up for them after I didn't work there mm-hmm. anymore, of and the person that signed off on them wasn't even a manager at the time that I actually worked there with them. So I know exactly what unemployment means. It doesn't mean that you get anything. If your employer decides to lie, which any employer can, and they will, they will lie about it. They'll go through court. They'll go to, uh, you know, a, a state board of uh, like a panel of judges to appeal it. They'll go to a higher, you know, they'll go to the a, a state supreme court to contest that bullshit. So that is not no. I got in an argument about this. We post about this on our on our uh, Twitter account, and somebody's like, "Oh, is it unemployment insurance is economic stimulus." No, it's not. No, it's not. It's your fucking right. 
Yeah, that's right? that's literally what the stimulus government is there for. Stimulus is yeah. on top of that. Stimulus is what you do in a crisis, which we are fucking in. The COVID numbers right now are light years ahead of where they were back when everyone was freaking the fuck out in April. Yeah. We we just had, what, our, our first day of 120,000 new cases in one day? When there was 200,000 yesterday. 200,000 200, yesterday. Jesus. It, 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 it's... it's, it's it's fucking insane. It's it's it's, and you know, and to your point, I mean, I, I, how many people out there listening right now could afford to live and pay their bills and just pay for their food on half of their current salary? I know I fucking couldn't. I don't. I couldn't do end, it on double my salary. No, I could. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, yeah, no. At the end of the week, I have fucking nothing left over. Like if I suddenly, if my you know work suddenly exploded in some freak, you know. <laughs> accident uh i'd be fucked until i can get unemployment so yeah the idea that like extending people's unemployment which they should fucking do anyway is is somehow this fix to this fucking crisis is insane i mean i i don't know about you but i've paid so much more money for things that i've gotten that i just get normally groceries you know just you name it because the prices have been drastically increased on everything it seems like during this pandemic i the other day, like our uh, my mother in law is like her their stove broke, and you know that's not a fucking luxury. If you don't have a stove, you're really limited in the types of food you can eat. You, you know you're gonna eat fucking nasty microwaved like <laughs> totally unhealthy shit. Um, and and I went you know looking for for a stove, and we we got our stove, which is a really nice like GE stove for like four hundred bucks like two years ago. There's not a stove under $700 at any fucking store, like PC Richards, Home Depot. And I saw our same stove for like three times the price. And I'm like, this is not like an accident. Like the, the, every every piece of appliance that's being used more during the pandemic because people are home more is suddenly like through the roof. And these things are not, you know, fucking luxury. Like they're just shit like that. And across the board, groceries, people having to pay for, you know, delivery. So like all this shit is is fucking costing people more money and it literally the least the government can do after completely fucking like failing to contain this pandemic when they actually could have done a lot more about it when it when it started is give people enough money to fucking make it through this pandemic like give people a twelve hundred dollar check a month on top of whatever they're making or whatever their unemployment is so that they can actually fucking survive it and it's just neither party is fucking talking about that. And also, by the way, Nancy Pelosi played fucking politics with the second round of stimulus checks. And now we're never going to get them because she could have passed them and forced Trump to either sign them or deny them during uh, the run up to the election. But she didn't want to give Trump that win because that would have you know, been a good PR thing for Trump to say, oh, look, I gave everyone another twelve hundred dollar check. Aren't I such a great guy? Vote for me. And, you know, so she didn't do that out of politics when people are fucking literally dying from not having enough money to fucking eat or survive or pay their rent. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's, it's it's fucking infuriating. We should talk but. about Trump a little just because it's yeah. kind of insane what's happening. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right now, because, you know, it, it like he hasn't given a concession speech. No, and he's. Every media outlet has called it for Biden. I think Biden did win a decisive victory, uh, helped out by, you know, Bernie Sanders telling his base, like, look, like, 
we just got to fucking vote for this guy. You just got to get rid of fucking Trump. We just got to, like, everyone kind of just, no matter what your politics were, you're like, yeah, we got to get rid of Trump. He's a fucking existential crisis. Like, he really is worse than everybody else, even though he didn't start any wars. Um, so Biden won it. You know, he won states that I was convinced he had no way of winning, like Georgia. And then somehow it's like fucking everyone's like, oh, Stacey Abrams won Georgia for Biden. I'm, I'm like, how? How how did Stacey Abrams do that? <laughs> and no one's been able to answer that question. They just no, no, wanted to like, pin her face on it because she was a shitty candidate and lost because she turned her back on Medicare for all. So now they have to elevate her <clears throat> and pretend that like, oh, actually, she's really good. And she's not. She's terrible. Um, and then yeah, Trump. Doesn't concede, which we knew he wouldn't, you know, probably for a while. He wasn't going to just come out and be like, well, you know, I'm doing the right thing and I'm going to, you know, just transition to <laughs> That's not the second administration. But then fucking Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, says, oh, we will have a just transition. Yeah, I have that. To a second Trump administration. And I was like, what? <laughs> I have the audio oh, of that. Let, let, let's play yeah. the audio of that and yeah. then talk about it. But yeah, no, I mean, to your point, the Republicans have gone full bore, like, with this strategy. And, you know, again, this is like, well, you know, I'll play the clip and we'll, we'll chat about the yeah. prospects of this actually succeeding. Hi. Uh, is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. <laughs> right? We're, we're ready. The, the world is watching what's taking place here. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. The world should have every confidence that the transition necessary to make sure that the State Department is functional today, successful today, <laughs> and successful with the president who's in office on January 20th, a minute afternoon will also be successful. I went through a transition on the front, and I've, I've been on the other side of this. I'm very confident that we will uh, do all the things that are necessary to make sure that the, the government, the United States government, will continue to perform its national security function as we go forward. So you believe there's widespread voter fraud, that the reports that we're getting from Pennsylvania, from Michigan, showing vote totals and massive leads or significant leads, with 99% reporting, are going to be overturned, and that the United States failed to conduct a fraudulent free election? Rich, I'm the Secretary of State. I'm getting calls from all across the world. These people are watching our election. They understand that we have a legal process. They understand that this takes time, right? It took us 37 plus days in an election back in 2000. We conducted a successful transition then. I'm very confident that we will count and we must count every legal vote. We must make sure that any vote that wasn't lawful ought not be counted. That dilutes your vote if it's done improperly. Got to get that right. When we get it right, we'll get it right. We're, we're, we're in good shape. Should foreign leaders right. not be calling we're, we're, we're President-elect Biden? It was next. Yeah. Mike Pompeo sounds like he's like smuggling coke up his ass every time he gives a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> he's so like Did nervous. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the, the, the huge sigh he gave out before his first <laughs> words. He just goes. Because he knew what he was going to have to do. We predict a just uh, transition to a second trip. Like everything else he says <laughs> is what he actually means. But that first line, you know, he was like forced to have to say that, mm -hmm. and that's what that giant. 
<sighs> sigh came from right before he had to fucking say that bullshit line. Right. <laughs> and everything else he says, it's just obfuscating and being vague. And it's just like, yes, there's a process. The fucking selectors have to confirm the committee to the thing the world's watching. I've done this before. Like, yeah. <laughs> We've stolen this before. We know how it works. It's fine. <laughs> right, exactly. we, we got this. Exactly. We got um, the OAS to confirm everything for us. Right. Well, so that's that's the thing about where I, why I'm not worried, because we saw how their coup attempts in, in, like, Venezuela went, and just pathetically, you know, badly. And, um, you know, they managed to, to slightly, you know, succeed in Bolivia, but then, like, you know, six months later, that was done, largely because of all the massive protests and demands for a new election and... Um, but you know, this is not like 2000, you know, 2000 for one thing, it was a lot easier to steal in 2000 because they only had to steal one state. Um, but another thing is that the, 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 the Bush like brain trust with, you know, Cheney and, and Rove and Rumsfeld, all those guys were really smart. Like they're not, they're, they're evil sons of bitches, but they know what they were fucking doing in terms of you know, underhanded legal tactics to, to, to fucking do this. Trump is surrounded by fucking clowns. Like this is not going to Rudy Giuliani is you don't not think the Rudy le- Giuliani is, <laughs> a, is a, is a legal genius. Rudy Giuliani is not going to be able to swing this one. I don't think, uh, I mean, you know, it, I, 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 despite his, his prowess at scheduling press conferences at landscaping companies next to dildo shops. I don't think that Rudy Giuliani is going oh to be able to pull this one out, but I, I could be wrong. You never know. Um, Four seasons concrete expo. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Oh man, that was fucking, that was just, Ugh. you know, I'm enjoying this while it lasts for the next two months. This, the, the, the just the clown show of his, of his legal team. Um, it's gonna, I mean, it's going to be hilarious to watch this unravel because, you know, to to a degree, you know, Trump hasn't done all the really, really awful shit that liberals said he was going to do. But like now, now that he's just like, fuck it. Once he once he admit, accepts defeat and he's like, well, I still have another month to do whatever the fuck I want. Basically, that's going to be the it, real. Right? Like, it'll be like the like the Bill Hicks bit where he's like, hey, what's G17 do? I don't know. <laughs> Press it. <laughs> right. Well, that yeah. was fucking cool. What do you got for G eighteen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's that's the part where we got to worry. But it, it is going to be interesting to see what happens because he's not like I can. I, for the life of me, I cannot see him attending Biden's inauguration. Or like, or like writing him the letter that the president's write, or like fucking yeah, meeting with him. He's he not gonna gives a shit, shit about that. Fucking no, of course, crap. it's all aside it's all from West Wing bullshit, liberals. You yeah, know? it's just it's like all that that like formality means nothing to anybody who is struggling to fucking pay the rent. Um, I actually just got a new lease sent to me by my fucking uh, leasing company landlord, whatever the fuck they are. I've never actually seen them before. That's the thing is they never like when you when you rent from a big company. You know, like you never see the person that owns your home, yeah. that, that owns your personal property. Uh, you just see like the custodian that comes to like fix shit. To carry right? out the dirty work, yeah. Right. So I got a new lease and they, they're fucking jacking my rent up by $10 a month next year, which I'm, I was like, eh, not that bad. But still, like, you're going to get the wall the first chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. 
So I wanted to talk about a couple other things. Uh, the uh, Donna Shalala's and uh, James Clyburn's who are scolding the left for costing uh, centrist Democrats their elections. Centrist Democrats who lost, who supported the police and supported Joe Biden, who said we need to fund the police more. They're blaming the left for saying things like defund the police. Yeah. Now, well, the people, the candidates who by and large supported defunding the police, uh, who were mostly supported by DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, 20 out of 29 of them won. Right. Well, and even further beyond that, and this is something a lot of people have pointed out, but I'm just going to read this uh, Gravel Institute tweet. Yeah. Uh, and this is true because, you know, people have looked into this. Every single congressional Democrat who lost their congressional seat opposed Medicare for all. Every single congressional Democrat who supported Medicare, Medicare for all won their reelection. Right. And this is across the board in like lean red, heavy red, lean blue, heavy blue. There's no direct correlation to the, you know, the predicted number of like you know d plus seven r plus three that the only indicator that you could actually look at in like a concurrent line graph is fucking support for medicare for all during a global pandemic who would have fucking guessed right and they want to tell us that it's our fault that people who were on the wrong side of the issues lost Right. And just mm -hmm. like the, you know, the Claire McCaskills and Heidi Heidkamps who lose elections and then get, you know, promoted to be a primetime election uh, expert, you know, on MSNBC, you've got Donna Shalala, who just lost her election, now is going to get her, no, her new uh, you know, job as being a, an election analyst. And uh, I think you have the, the clip yeah, that yeah, I want to roll here of her uh, telling the left what they did wrong uh, yep. in this election and, and who the real enemy is. Not the Donald Trumps of the world, but she, she makes it very clear who her real enemy is in this clip. Uh, I'm assuming you were probably on the call with the Democratic members from Congress uh, the other day. Um, uh, you know, there have been reports that it got quite contentious. Do you see this now turning into a a internal fight within the party in terms of whose voices need to be more dominant, whether it's the AOC, Bernie Sanders wing of the party or the more more moderate wing of the party, the more conservative wing of the party? What's, what, what kind of a reckoning do you think takes place and how do you think Nancy Pelosi will manage it? The way she's been managing it from the center. Um, and the people that were elected that kept their seats are centrists. There's no question uh, in my mind uh, about that. Fast. You cannot accuse three or four people of, um, of turning over these seats. At the end of the day, it was far more complex than that. And, um, and some of it is our ability to, to message correctly and to validate, but a lot of it is going to be policy from my point of view. And we've got to demonstrate that at the end of four years or the end of two years, that uh, we've been tougher and we've delivered uh, on these issues that people care about. And 
you know, this this oh, anti-communism, anti-socialism is deep in our community. But my argument is that Donald Trump hasn't delivered on any of that. He just said it and and scared people and that Joe Biden has an opportunity. Uh, to, he can start by protecting those that have run away from those places. So just, just she's a total fucking right wing. It, it's unbelievable she can't even hide the fact that she fucking hates socialists, hates communists. I mean, this is somebody, and she you know, accuses Trump of only pretending to be against communism, not not being hard and enough not on being socialism, tough enough on communism. Donna Shlela, who is a, con- a former congressional up from Southern Florida, yeah, I I don't want to be in a party anywhere fucking near this fucking psychopath. This she th- this is again why I, the Democratic Party is a fucking graveyard because. It is full of people like Donna Shalala, who's Debbie Wasserman Schultz's best buddy in Congress. She's the Lindsey Graham to Debbie's fucking John McCain, uh, and and the, her her main goals as a congr- as a congresswoman have been um, completely fucking supporting and and pushing for a coup in Venezuela to put in a fucking capitalist pro U.S. pro extract all the natural resources pro government slavery pro slavery government. Um, and giving Israel as much money and fucking weaponry as they want to crush the fucking Palestinians and continue to steal their fucking ancestral <laughs> land. It's just, I, this I is fucking, all she exists for. Yeah, I mean, I, I read this tweet and my response to her insanity uh, in my tweet was, Mamma mia, Donna Shalala, she be insane. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you fucking lost. You suck. You lost in a year where your party won the White House. So what does that tell you about the way your constituents feel about your fucking psychotic she lost conservative in a state that voted yeah, for Trump to to reelect Donald Trump, but also voted for a statewide ballot measure for a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage? Yeah. So don't and tell me that people in Florida don't want a little fucking socialismo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And fucking, you know, we we talked about that Fox News poll last week of all the uh, the the socialist and even communist policies that the American people support. It's just that they've constantly been fucking gaslit and lied to by conservatives in the Democratic Party like Donna Shalala. 72% of the fucking country wants Medicare for all, which she considers fucking socialism. Um, so what does that say about you if you're running in a party where 72% of the country supports Medicare for all and you're supposed to be the leftmost party in the country? Right. What Republican the voters s- are in a majority in support of Medicare for all and Democratic senators are only 34% in support of universal health care. And that's, and that's even outs- and, you know, that's even outsized a lot of them. Uh, like Kamala Harris right. supported it just to get elected and then completely ran away from it and did her psychotic fucking laugh every time she's asked about you know oh well that was just an election promise (laughs) you know if these people are fucking opportunistic psychos who don't give a fuck about us and about our lives um yeah so you know good fucking riddance Donna Shalala hope you enjoy your job as a high paid fucking K Street consultant to do fucking nothing but advocate for more harm and misery and death and destruction on the most vulnerable people uh in the world but um Ugh. yeah just you know all all across the board just fucking terrible this party is terrible the fucking the the fate of 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 the country they want you to believe hinges upon these two fucking special elections for the Georgia Senate seats which you know both are going to runoffs and both are narrowly you know the republicans are narrowly ahead by a point or two in polling 
and Democrats are going to fucking lose because, again, they're running two fucking schmucks who care not a single thing about any American. Like John Ossoff, who we talked about. I mean, John Ossoff is, is like the OG Pete Buttigieg. He was like the beta version of Pete Buttigieg. That like the, they rolled him out off the McKinsey fucking CIA assembly line in 2017 for a Georgia special election. And we just like early episodes of the show when I even know how to fucking podcast yet, we really cut our teeth on just viciously dunking on this fucking dweeb because he would just release these, these technocratic ads. I think we played one recently on the show, not like in the last six months on the show where he was just talking about like high speed internet and like changing the waves of the, like literally nothing. Like he said nothing in a two minute, in a two minute ad. And, um, it, it, it's just like, they're going to fucking lose again. Cause he's people, the CIA is literally just rolling these fucking bland white dudes off an assembly line with like two hours of, of acting school to, 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 you know, do the Obama cadence, but like none of the fucking <laughs> charisma or oomph that Obama had, you know, mm. on, on his campaign, on the campaign trail. And it's just, he, he's, he somehow is even less charismatic than Buttigieg. Like it, it's, it's unreal. It's a fucking, so unreal. wait, he's not running for blue America or red America, but for purple America. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I love hearing that one. Oh man. And he's just, yeah, just terrible. Fucking terrible. Um, and you know, he, they, they went through this, the, you know, he was on Axios, one of those shows and they're like, do you support a green new deal? No support defunding the police. No. Do you support, um, Medicare for all? No. Do you support, you know, D.C. statehood, yes. Do you support Puerto Rican statehood? Yes. Do you support, which, by the way, is not even something that, you know, Puerto Rico should determine their own. Puerto Rican statehood is something that liberals push because they think that that's an automatic blue seat. People like Lin-Manuel Miranda are out there fucking, you know, as their CIA front. Puerto Rico's still fucking like stolen territory. We should let them decide whether or not they want to be a state or whether or not they want to be completely emancipated from the U.S. But that's not something liberals will ever you know, acknowledge. No, because um, they don't ever talk to anyone that lives there. They no, talk to they just assume they a all couple want to of be rich a... Puerto Ricans who live in the U.S., yeah. uh, never anyone that actually lives in Puerto Rico. It's like police body cams. You know, everyone's like, oh, body cams on police. That's going to stop police shit. They didn't, no, it won't. It's just more snuff films of, yeah. of police killing black people that will never cause them to lose their jobs or change any policy. And by the way, in, this, in a lot of places where they have that, they have... It, they have like, you know, 72 hours to turn over footage, like plenty of time to fucking, <laughs> right. you know, l- lose. The, it's just insane. It's fucking insane. Like you have, you know, 72 hours to turn over the security footage of you robbing that bank. Okay, right. sure. Yeah, I'll make sure I get that. To so, you. Don't worry. So my text messages are fed into a, a central computer at the National Security Agency. But the footage of police shooting and killing people, they get to hold on to that and, you know, massage it and edit it and maybe delete it if they want That's to. analog. That's, that's, that's hard copy you know, shit. The, the technology <laughs> to have that fed directly into a federal computer that can't be tampered with, that's, we don't have... The, doesn't exist. There's no way you can do that. What's Wi-Fi? What's the internet? I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah no exactly um yeah no so he's he supported dc and puerto rican statehood does not support a green new deal medicare for all defunding the police abolishing ice or expanding the supreme court and he's not sure about expand uh ending the filibuster because the democrats as a whole aren't sure about that um somebody looked up uh georgia so you know there are a lot of exit polls with the election so somebody looked at georgia's answers to all of those questions right and this is just georgia uh in 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 this exit poll which where he's running 
Do you favor or oppose each of the following? Increasing federal government spending on green and renewable energy. Strongly or somewhat favor 59%. uh, 41% opposed. And and this is, by the way, not Democrats. This is all Georgians. In general, how concerned are you about the effects of climate change? 40% very concerned. Somewhat concerned, 27%. So that's 67% are somewhat or very concerned. Uh, not you know not two nineteen not at all thirteen, in general how concerned are you with the effects of climate change? Um, yeah, that's the same question. Oh, okay, never mind. That was just a that that was a summary. Uh, do you favor or oppose each of the following? Changing uh, changing the healthcare system so that any American can buy into a government run healthcare plan if they want to. Strongly favor thirty three percent. Somewhat favor thirty percent. Somewhat oppose seventeen. Strongly oppose nineteen. Uh, changing a healthcare system. Oh, I'm sorry. They keep summarizing like the total amount. So yeah, 63% strongly favor at least buying into a government run healthcare program. And we showed that poll last week from Fox news where 72% of all Americans support government run healthcare as the only available healthcare option. So why is he running? What is the point? What is your none. There is none. They're just trying to create another failed Democrat to keep hope alive Who's not going to fucking win because he's going to just just won't. Um, but I, what the what the fuck is buy into a government run healthcare plan even mean? Like if it's, it's a government like public run, option, yeah, it should not be you buy into it. It should just be it's automatic. It's free at the point of sale. You don't have to sign up for shit. You just <laughs> go into the doctor and they fucking make you better again, and you walk away a, a living person. And there's no fucking bill, right? Yeah. There's, there's no plan. There's no sign-up. There's no means testing. That's what well, a just is, society yeah. would do. Yeah, no, exactly. And this is, But this is Biden's big fucking idea. <clears throat> and this is his pie-in-the-sky leftmost position, which, of course, means it's going to get diluted and you know tampered with and, and even reduced further, is that he wants to create a Medicare buy-in by the way, not even for all Americans. So not even a public option buy-in that I could buy into or you could buy into, only for people who qualify for Medicare. So they're already getting government-run health care, but he wants to essentially, I, I think because of the way Medicare is run now, basically privatize Medicaid where they're already getting, you know, you have to make such a little amount of money to qualify for Medicaid. There's so many people who make no fucking money, do not make enough money to survive, who don't qualify for Medicaid because they make more than like 13000 a year or 20, whatever the really low threshold is right now. And I think it varies state to state. Um, th- those are the only people even eligible to buy in, quote unquote, to his public option. Right. You basically have to be unemployed. You, you need to have you no have to fucking money. Yeah. To qualify for that shit. And as soon as you get a job, you lose your health care. So once again, <laughs> we've, it does we've got less a system nothing. that says, oh, you have to either have a job to have health care or have no job to get health care. And as soon as your status changes, you lose that health care and you have to find it again. This is to the right of fucking Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton's plans, by the way. Just, just, just in in 2008 and 2016, respectively. You know, Obama allegedly, you know, of course we know that they never really wanted it, but they had spoke publicly about a public option for all Americans, and that was what you know the 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 evil socialized medicine that Obama was going to bring us. Um, and even Hillary talked about a fucking public option. We've known this has been the dodge all along, but he isn't even talking about a public option. He's talking about 
basically just creating another branch of Medicaid, which is kind of probably going to be privatized based on the way that Medicare uh, Part D is run, which is all through right. insurance companies. But it, it's it's fucking insane. And his 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 next big thing was lowering the Medicare aid, and this is what he claims he's going to try to do in his first hundred days as a, as his signature piece of opening you know legislation, lowering the Medicare age from sixty five to sixty, <laughs> which again is not even as bold, quote-unquote, as Hillary Clinton, who said she wanted to lower the Medicare age to 50. So he's moving to the right of Hillary Clinton, one of the least popular presidential candidates of all time, who is extremely conservative. Joe Biden is moving to the right of her four years later during a global health crisis where everyone in this country should have free fucking health care, you know, completely free at the point of service. Like, the level of fucking just, just... The lack of caring is just unbelievable to me that there's that people still support this shit and still yell at us for fucking because now the now the line is, oh, well, we got to make sure we win those Georgia elections. So don't criticize the uh, Biden yet. We got to wait. Keep waiting. Got to wait another two months until January. Right. We were told there's always going to be something. First, we have to elect Biden and then we can push him left. And that lasted for all of five minutes. And then it was no, 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 no. You you can't attack Biden because we have the 2020 midterm or the 2022 midterms coming up. You you don't want to hurt any of the the Democrats chances in Congress or in the Senate for 2022. Then it'll be 2024 general election coming up, whether it's, you know, Harris or him again or whatever. Right. And there's already a headline uh, from the Independent saying, uh, now is the time for Biden to to, uh, pardon Trump. No, like he'd never even be charged of anything in the first place. So I was like, yeah. So they were like, now is the time for Biden to pardon Trump to heal the nation. Exactly on cue. He's not even out of office yet, and he's attempting a coup right now, and they're already trying to rehabilitate him. Just liberals' brains, it, it, I really want to study like just how their fucking brains work. It's it's really just a master class in twisting yourself into a pretzel to avoid ever taking accountability and doing the right thing, but somehow always thinking that you are the only one doing the right thing and, and having accountability. It's kind of amazing, like the way their brains work. I don't... It's... I, I, it's fucking Midsommar. Have you watched that movie? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I, I really I want to it, check it's, it out. Literally, it's like I, you know, like I'm in I a death cult. So about, yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything because it's. I mean, it's just like the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's <clears> no like big reveal for the most part. But it's like I'm in a death cult, and rather than you know, like win over the people in the death cult and tell them that it's bad to be in a death cult. I'm just going to gradually accept mm-hmm. everything about the death cult and then right. convince myself that I've won them over. It's like, no, they won you over. You're the Republican now. You're in the death cult, liberal. Yep. That's an, that's an A24 movie, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Great, yeah, great it's kind of like, I don't, I don't, it's not really a horror film. Like, there's a couple gruesome scenes, but mm-hmm. it's not really like a horror film in the traditional sense. But. It's also just kind of like, like all your shitty, you know, like you know, couch surfy type friends. They're like, "Hey, let's go on Instagram and go to places and be an influencer." And like how like vapid and shallow those people are. So it's a it, social it, thriller. Basically. It, it, it does a good, yeah, right. It does a good job of showing those people and just how, like, hey, let's all take mushrooms together. It'll be great. And then it's like awful. 
you know, well, that's, and, yeah. <laughs> and there's right. like there's like no real community there. It's just a bunch of really selfish people that are overly nice to each other out of just like need for for like self validation, right? But at the end of the day, like they don't care about anything. They're all fucking nihilists. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it does a good job of portraying that. Well, so that I mean, that's that's a great thing about A twenty four, and we talked about that in our Lighthouse review. And Lighthouse is a movie that's not like a straight up horror movie. I wouldn't say either, but it's the closest classification because it's more unsettling than just like you know a movie about a fucking ghost or like a vampire you know i i feel like lighthouse is more of a traditional horror film but it does a lot of unconventional things yeah it's outside of the genre that makes it very unique too yeah that's what i love about a24 is they just really will give money to these really good young unknown writers and directors who want to make like thinking man's horror movies where where you know it it, it's just or the scares aren't cheap <laughs> oh yeah, no. The, um, and uh, yeah, no. And and the scares or the the suspense and the horror isn't cheap. It's like just long, but it's it lasts longer because it stays with you. It's just shit that's like unsettling that you can't, you know, quite shake. So I I really appreciate that they that they have shit like that uh, yeah. coming out. But yeah. So fuck. Um. Oh, and by the way, just to, just to close it out because uh, he apparently hasn't fucking died yet. Uh, Henry Kissinger popped his fucking head out of his his lump carcass <laughs> to uh, say that uh, I like Joe Biden. Uh, very capable foreign policy advisor stood by him during the election campaign. So just oh another ringing endorsement from Satan himself. If, if Biden chooses Susan Rice, I mean, it, oh it's god, he's gonna, he's might, totally gonna, might as well have just stuck with Pompeo. You know. well, just pick Kissinger. Seriously, yeah, just 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 put just put Kissinger's corpse back in there. He'll he's a fucking you know a he, a reanimated head in a jar at this point. Anyway, it's like you know why not? That's that you're already signaling that's your foreign policy. You just, you just know that like Colin Powell and Susan Rice and Mike Pompeo, like they all you know at the end of the end of the month or whatever, like go over to Henry Kissinger's house and you know like some servants un- unrobe him. <laughs> and and he's got like like eight fucking teats on his <laughs> right. torso, and they all just like suck, you know, some kind of green what, milk out like of his body. It's like the baby spinal fluid time. that he's eating to, some to keep himself like, sustained. Eyes wide shut, fucking ritual where they just like milk his fucking life essence, <laughs> you know, to just continue uh, the reign man. of fucking terror upon the working class across that the world. That would make a good A twenty four movie. That that's fucking unsettling. <laughs> that that would be scarier than any <laughs> any ghost story I could come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Well on that on that lovely note. <laughs> on uh, that <laughs> no. I don't even know where that came from. Oh you know we should mention real quick before we get I want to mention uh an actual sad death. Alex Trebek of course died this week. Um Alex Trebek's fucking great. Like I it, that that bummed me out because he's just one of those guys where it's just, you know he was never kind of like Mr. Rogers. Like he was just everyone's like everyone enjoyed him. He was never like a, uh, like a, a dickhead in public or he never was like necessarily a political figure, but he always just was like a part of like a show that actually enriched people's lives. Cause it was like, you know, it was the thinking man's game show versus like wheel of fortune, which is run by Pat Sajak. Who's like a fucking right wing shithead, right. you know? Basically, right. it's just hangman on a, well, you know, on a, on a spinning wheel. Fucking beat pancreatic cancer, which like yeah, nobody yeah. beats. But you know, it was kind of like, well, that was kind of a quick recovery. Are you sure you're out of yeah, the woods? Yeah, and yeah. no, he wasn't. So, 
pouring out for a homie. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Yeah, and 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 also Sean Cotter just died, which you, you mentioned something about SNL. You know, oh, <clears throat> best really, SNL really skits of all to do time. Some kind of like you know honorary thing with Will Ferrell and that uh, other guy, Daryl Hammond. Yeah, no, they're still both alive. There's no way that there's not going to be a Celebrity Jeopardy they, skit yeah. on the next next SNL. I, I don't. I don't think that. Like, if smart people were in charge of that show, that would happen, but I, I'm not convinced it will. Well, some, someone pointed out the, the horrific uh, uh, truth is that it's going to be Celebrity Jeopardy. It'll be Will Ferrell and Daryl Hammond back, but then they'll also have Kate McKinnon as RBG and, like, Keenan as fucking oh Chadwick, Chadwick oh Boseman. God, of course, they're going to fuck it up like that. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be, like, Celebrity Jeopardy in heaven or whatever. Oh like, that'll be God. the... Oh, that that's the real the, yeah the real suspense is going to be the the two shitty other contestants that they end up picking for this you know dead celebrity jeopardy when they eventually God. do this and, and snl used to be so fucking good like they were so good in the in the 70s oh, right yeah and, and then again like in the, the early 90s they were yeah. so fucking good go but go back and watch the the fucking speaking of game shows the it was it was like a fictional game show where Chris Farley is inexplicably like just like this random New Jersey guy who's gotten uh, stuck <laughs> on like a Japanese one. game show and has no yeah, idea yeah, what yeah. they're saying to him, but somehow <laughs> keeps getting the answers right. Right. <laughs> and well, uh, fucking what's his name? Austin Powers guy. Uh, Mike. Mike Myers. Yeah. Mike Myers is, is playing this Japanese host. And doing like a, a really good job of portraying like a Japanese game show host, and it's like not racist at all. There's like uh -huh. no racist uh -huh. trope in it. It's just he's playing uh, a Japanese game show host. Yeah, we've all seen clips of Japanese game, like just insane. Yeah, right. and you don't know what he's saying, but it's it's just like you you do know what he's saying because of his inflection. He actually speaks Japanese too, I think, or he, spe he speaks a couple of different languages. Does he really? Yeah, um, um, yeah, but it's just absolutely <laughs> hilarious how well they did this 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 sketch uh, of a of a send up of of how absurd Japanese game shows seem to us, even though they're all based on our game shows, uh, and how this just like hapless you know Homer Simpson <laughs> character played by Chris Farley is like absolutely like killing it at getting the answers right, even though he's terrified they're going to, like, cut off his finger and all the shit. It's just like... Well, they used to... I mean, uh, SNL used to have, like, Adam McKay was, like, the head writer at one point who we, you know, know for great fucking comedies like Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, but then also great, you know, serious movies like The Big Short and fucking Vice, yeah. which we reviewed. Um, and now it's written by two fucking schmucks, Colin Jost and Michael Che, who, you know spend their time going after small accounts on Twitter and, you know, it, it just completely feckless fucking, you know, uh, IZOD models. So, yeah, <laughs> th th there's, a re there's a reason that show is not what it used to be. But, yeah, in any event, that'll be fun to watch them desecrate the memory of Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think that <clears throat> about does it for us this week. Uh, we uh, have a uh, – well, if you want to support the show, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That helps the show out. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash move left. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah. I just got my fucking mug. <laughs> I just got my <laughs> nice, move nice. left idiots mug uh, from Ash. And it is amazing. It's just, it's, so pretty it's like the perfect like red orange color 
Uh, I have it. I don't, like, I don't really want to drink yeah. out of it because I don't want it to be like stained <laughs> with fucking tea. Or I um stare at the thing. I bought a uh, a shirt and a sticker from them, and it, and then it. <clears throat> so we're using tea. You know, we were using Teespring. We stopped using them because they're they're fucking fascists, and they took down a bunch of Antifa stuff. But uh, so now we use Tea Public, and their printing quality is actually really good. Like on the shirt I got, it's mm-hmm. fucking. Um, it's really nice, especially the way we kind of like, but, um, it's a little on the small side, so it's a bed shirt, but, but I also have the sticker that I, uh, put on the back of my laptop and it looks really fucking nice. Like, so they definitely do a much better job with printing their shit than Teespring did anyway. So yeah, that's move left. Uh, that's uh, tinyurl.com slash move left pod. Uh, we, uh, where are, well, sorry, are we, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and we have the, the, uh, the show's Show Twitter account at uh, Move Left Pod. Yep. Right? And I am, as always, for now, on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week.
on time. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh, hell! Can't stop us now!